Welcome to the How to Be Awesome at Your Job podcast, the show where brilliant professionals share how to sharpen the universal skills required to flourish at work. Enjoy more career fun, wins, meaning, and money with your host, Pete Mikaitis. Hello, and thanks for joining us here for episode 474 with Pat Flynn. I think you'll enjoy this conversation with Pat because he is sharing what does it take to turn the folks you interact with into your super fans. And Pat is a real pro at turning people into super fans. You'll learn one, how super fans can transform your career, two, how to create the moments that win super fans, and three, how your ego can kill your blossoming super fandom. So if you want to check out the show notes or the transcripts or the links to items we've referenced, it's at awesomeatyourjob.com slash F474. Now here's Pat's story. Pat Flynn is a father, husband, and entrepreneur who lives and works in San Diego, California. He owns several successful online businesses and is a professional blogger, keynote speaker, Wall Street Journal bestselling author, and host of the Smart Passive Income and Ask podcasts, which have earned a combined total of over 55 million downloads, multiple awards, and features in publications such as the New York Times and Forbes. He's also an advisor to ConvertKit, Pages, Teachable, and other companies in the digital marketing arena. So thanks to Pat for spending some time with us, and thanks to our sponsors. Check them out. One sponsor to check out is LinkedIn Jobs. Did you know that you can post a job for free at linkedin.com slash be awesome? And with a fresh year, perhaps you're like many small business owners looking for some fresh insight and talent to make 2024 extra amazing. Well, LinkedIn Jobs has created tremendous tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and free. I love how they make it so easy with their promotion and selection tools. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. No, no. No. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Here's some fun facts. 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours, and small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash be awesome. That's linkedin.com slash B-E-A-W-E-S-O-M-E, as in you are being awesome, be awesome, to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Now, here's Pat. Pat, thanks so much for joining us here on the How to Be Awesome at Your Job podcast. It's awesome to be here. Thank you so much. Well, Pat, this is just so fun for me in a way. You're sort of like the godfather of this podcast because I learned how to podcast from watching your YouTube videos. Hey. So. <laughs> Thank you for that. That's cool. I love hearing that. It's just those videos were created a while back and to know that people are still getting value from those and are still taking action. And just that's so cool. Thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. And I've pointed many, uh, many a person to them like, okay, so how do I get it started? It's like, go watch these. That's how you get started. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So I want to chat with you about how professionals can make, say, their boss, their colleagues, their clients, their direct reports turn into super fans of them at work. And you just wrote the book on super fans. So could you orient us to the big idea here? Yeah. So, you know, I come from the entrepreneurial space where people are building their own businesses, building uh, their own followings. And as you build a following, you want to have and, and realize that you understand there's different kinds of people who are following you. There's people who have just found you who don't really know who you are. They've just met you. And there are people who are super fans who will 
uh, if you have a business, they will share your business with other people. They'll become repeat customers. They will defend you from all the trolls and the haters out there uh, <laughs> without you even knowing those things exist. Back off. Exactly. <laughs> and in, in the workspace, a lot of these tactics very much apply. It's, it's the same thing, whether it's uh, your employees or your coworkers or your boss, I'm, you can become somebody's favorite. And in the workspace, when that happens, some really cool things happen. You, you have people that you could rely on. You have people who will come to bat for you. You will people who will in the same way defend you if anybody says anything. And you're going to have uh, a lot more fun uh, too doing that. And it's all about those experiences that you offer for people. I think we meet so many people in this world online and offline. It can be hard to realize just the importance of, okay, well, how are we keeping up to date with this relationship? How are we offering more value over time? How are we making them feel like they're special and they belong such that in return, even without asking for it, you will be elevated to your business. Your brand will be shouted out. If you are an employee or work in the workspace, you might have opportunities come your way that wouldn't have normally come your way. And so I think building super fans is, is really key. And, and really what it means is just how can we provide amazing experiences for others so that in return, we'll have more opportunities than we even know. Oh, I love that. You've got that down. And I, I totally resonate and agree with what you're saying there. And I want to dig into a bit of the how in terms of creating those experiences and the best practices for, for doing so. Mm -hmm. But first, I imagine you've got some pretty awesome stories I want to touch upon. Can you give us uh, some examples of just how super... Uh, some super fans have gotten with, with regard to their super fandom? Uh, yeah, I mean, with me in my brand, Smart Passive Income, I'm pretty well known in the entrepreneurial space and I've generated a lot of super fans, which is really amazing through, you know, a long period of time of helping serve these people. A fan is not created the, the moment a person finds you, right? It's, it's from the moments you create for them over time. So I've had people following me for, for over a decade. And you know, they not only uh, are there to purchase products when I come out with new products or retweet my tweets when I tweet, uh, but they send me gifts and they like, it's, it's great. Like I'm staring right here in my office. Somebody hand painted a bobblehead of me. It's really strange. My wife does not like to see it because it's really weird. And I have like a bigger head than, than it is my body because it's a bobblehead. But like somebody took the time to do that. Another person sent me, they were from Mexico and they had gotten a lot of value from my podcast. Uh, they had spent two weeks creating an art piece. And what this art piece was, was if you look at it, it looks like a DeLorean from Back to the Future because a lot of people know that I'm a huge fan of Back to the Future, but it said Pat to the Future. And oh. when you look up close, this thing that's about two feet wide, one feet tall, it is made of string on beeswax. It's like some ancient form of, of Mexican art that just this person wanted to give back. And it's just like, what? This is insane. And then Whoa. of course... For, for, for business, yeah, isn't that crazy? Like, I didn't even know that was a thing. That sounds like it took a long, long time. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, why would you ever? And it's because, well, because you've given so much to me and I value what you have to offer. I just bought you coffee in Chicago, Pat. That's all I... <laughs> exactly. And then there's other people who, like I have this book coming out. I've had people email me the moment they heard of this book was coming out. And they're like, Pat, I want to buy 100 copies for, for my audience. I don't even know what it's about. I just want to help you out. And I'm like, this is amazing. Like, this is incredible. And then you have the fans who, you know, I come out with my podcast on Wednesdays and if I'm late your fans will also be upset if you're late. Like, hey, where's my episode? I need it in my life. This is a part of my routine. Are you okay? Did you die? Like, you're late with your episode. Are you okay? <laughs> it's just really crazy. And, you know, when we think of fans, we think of usually things like, you know, we're a fan of musicians, we're a fan of 
baseball teams, football teams, uh, athletes, uh, actors, actresses, but but not for like things like business and, and whatever. And my, my first fan actually was, uh, I remember her, her name was Jackie. And this was actually before I started Smart Passive Income, which is where most people know me from now. This relates to my first online business, which was about helping people pass an architectural exam. Because my quick story, I got laid off in 2008 from the architecture world. I had my dream job, I lost it. And I ended up surviving by helping people pass a particular exam in the architecture space and it did really well. And that's when I created Smart Passive Income to share how all that happened and, and all the new businesses that I've been creating since then. But I got an email from a woman who had purchased my study guide for this exam. And it was like, I don't know, four pages long of just how much her life has changed since passing this exam. And she was thanking me for it. And at the end of this email, she's like, Pat, I'm a huge fan. And I was like, uh, I don't understand. I'm, <laughs> I just helped you pass an exam. Like, okay, I'll just wave this off. This, cause this is a, that's a weird thing to say. But then I noticed that over the next couple months, there were like 25 other customers who came in from the exact same company she was in. I, I could tell cause the end of the email address was the same firm. And what I ended up finding out was that Jackie had gone around and convinced every single person in her firm, her boss included, to make sure to purchase my guide because they were all gonna pass that test. And she could have just simply given that guide to everybody individually. It was just an electronic guide. It was an ebook. But she went out of her way to make sure that I got paid back in return. And that's the cool thing that happens when you build fans in a business. And I can imagine in the workspace something happening that's very similar. Let's say you're a manager. You can obviously be a manager who's all in with your work, but maybe don't treat your employees in the in the best light. And you're not going to have employees that are going to bat for you when you really need it. Versus if you have fans of yours, in, in a sense, who are there working for you. I mean, they might come to you on Monday and go, hey, Pete, I, I was thinking about this over the weekend. I, I just spent a little extra time working on this project for you because I thought it'd be helpful for the team. Like, wow, you just stepped out to do something that I didn't even ask you to do. How amazing is that? And this obviously applies in relationships too. You know, there's a, a section of the book that talks about small little surprises and how important those things are. These things to create super fans, they don't require a lot of money. It just requires a little bit of time and intention. And if you're building any kind of relationship, especially with somebody you're married to, for example, Oftentimes, it's those random little tiny surprises that get remembered, that get shared, that make the relationship flourish versus, you know, if you say I love you every night before you go to bed, it just becomes routine, it becomes usual, it becomes expected. It's the I love you at a 3.48 p.m. on Tuesday for no reason. You go into her office, you give her some chocolates, just say, hey, honey, this is for you because you're amazing. And then everybody else in the office goes, oh, my gosh, your husband's incredible. I wish my <laughs> husband was like that. Like you've just created fans, not just with your wife, but everybody else in the office, too, who wishes they had a husband just like you. Those little tiny moments go a long way. And this is the kind of stuff I talk about in this book, a lot of different strategies that you can pick and choose from, sort of like a recipe book, to allow people to feel like they've got an amazing person in you who is gonna be there for them and something they can gravitate toward. Oh, yes. Well, let's talk about some strategies here. You mentioned experiences and surprises. You know, what are some of the, the top strategies in terms of, let's say, my criteria are applicability for professionals and potency of creating super fans it just really packs a wallop of an impact. And it's it's just very doable. Like, hey, anyone could do this. And there's a good bang for the buck if you do. So go ahead and make some great experiences like these. Yeah, I mean, so imagine you've just had somebody new come into your life and you don't really know them. They don't really know you. This is a good opportunity for you to uh, offer some stuff that would allow them to go, whoa, like, I like you. I'm going to... Uh, 
follow what you're up to. I'm going to be there for you. I'm, I'm going to go to bat for you. And that's kind of what we want. We don't want it to be the opposite. And there's, there's some amazing strategies that work really, really well. Number one, I love to make sure that I'm speaking the same language of the person that I'm speaking to. Now, yes, most of us are speaking English to each other in, in the United States, uh, but I'm not talking about that kind of language. I'm talking about language as in what are the lyrics that that person is going to respond to? And this takes me back to a story where I did a lot of research on superfans, by the way, mostly with my wife, because my wife is a super fan of the Backstreet Boys. That's right. I've followed you for a while. I yeah. You can say that. <laughs> <laughs> so you knew this already. And I dug into her story because I knew she was a super fan because she literally has this box of like stuff like action figures, framed pictures, event concert brochures and all this stuff. Like she is a true super fan of the Backstreet Boys. She's even recently gone to see them now, even 30 years later ish, which is crazy. But I dug into her story and I found out that the first time she was really triggered by this band related to something that was happening in her life. She was 15. She had just broken up with her boyfriend. And she was listening to the radio. There was no Spotify or Apple Music or anything like that back then. It was just radio. And she had heard a song that she had heard many times before. But it was this time that when she heard the song, it really made an impact on her. And the reason was because every lyric that they were saying, every word in this song was speaking to everything that she was literally going through in that moment. It was just like they took the words out of her head and, and, and put it in a song. And that song was called Quit Playing Games With My Heart <laughs> by the Backstreet Boys. That was the activation trigger. And in business, it's the very same thing. You need to, even if you have the best solution in the world, you need to present it in a way that a person who would need that solution would understand. And so if you're a manager, for example, and you're trying to train somebody, if you train them as if they already have that knowledge that you have, this is called the curse of knowledge, sometimes it can be either demeaning the way you might speak to them. Sometimes it might seem like they are falling behind and they start to kind of close up in a shell in a little bit. But if you speak at their level and understand the language they would respond to, and yes, every person is different, you're going to have a better chance of, of moving them and, and having them sort of pay attention to you now and perhaps even go to you before others because they can go, oh, well, hey, you know, Pete understands me because Pete gets me. And that's the kind of best kind of feedback you can get. It's when, when a person is, you're speaking to them and they go, yeah, Oh my gosh, yes, you're absolutely right. That's the kind of reaction you wanna get when you speak to people. So using the right lyrics is really important. And then my other favorite way to sort of activate a person who you've just met is to give them a small, quick win. A small, quick win. And I'll tell you a quick story. I don't know about you, Pete, but I followed a lot of personal finance blogs back in the day. I was subscribed to probably about 40 of them. I was just kind of a personal finance nerd. I wanted to know everything about my 401k and 529s and all that stuff. And uh, I followed them all in my RSS feed back when RSS feeds were how we got content in our in our inboxes. And there was one particular personal finance blogger who I was a little put off by. And I was put off a little bit because of the name of his blog. His, the name of his blog was called I Will Teach You To Be Rich. Well, Ramit wasn't doing it for you. Ramit, yeah. You know, <laughs> I was just, mm, this guy's little, I don't know, pretentious or whatever. But he had an article posted that I got really interested in because the title was save 25% on your cable bill in 15 minutes reading this script. And I was at lunch at architecture and I was like, okay, I got 15 minutes. I'll like, what's the worst that can happen? So I called my cable company. I read the script that Ramit laid out for me and I was able to save 20% of my cable bill in just about 10 minutes. And it blew me away. I immediately went right into the rest of his content. That was the activation slash trigger point for me. Now consider that quick win versus what all these other personal finance bloggers were saying. They were saying things like, don't drink lattes for a lifetime. <laughs> don't drink the latte. Put that $30 into your savings account until you're 65 and then you can win. 
So, hmm, who am I going to be uh, more interested in right now? The person who gave me the small, quick win. And if you're working with others, number one, find out what they need help with. And number two, surprise them by actually helping them with that, even without them asking for it. That's going to be a small, quick win that's going to get them to trigger and make that sort of connection with you and, and their life. And when you need a favor, you've already sort of earned the right to ask for that favor when you do that kind of stuff. You're almost kind of, as my good friend uh, Jordan Harbinger says, you're kind of digging the well before you need it. If you need to dig the well when you're thirsty, it's already too late. Yeah. Yeah, you will be dehydrated well before you get to the bottom of that well. <laughs> Especially when you just have a little pickaxe that you work with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no power tools. <laughs> well, boy, there's so much of that is resonating. In terms of the lyrics, it's true. When I have some odd word choices, I'm, I've been told. And yet, when people are using them, I feel connected to them like, this guy's cool. <laughs> yeah. And that also harkens to, we've had a couple sort of, great copywriters on the program. And, and that's sort of a message that they reinforce in terms of, you know, join the conversation in the person's head already and use the words they use. And if someone refers to their child as an infant or a baby or a toddler or a little one, matching that has resonance, especially if it's more, I think, unique and out there. It's like, oh, yes, you call them a little one. And consciously or subconsciously, it's like, we are similar to each other mm -hmm. and I like you. I like that. Yeah, somebody once called my kid a little human, <laughs> and I sort of repeated that back about his baby. I was like, oh, okay, so tell me about your little human. And then, of course, they smile, they laugh, and you get into this conversation, and just like really quickly, you're on the same level. And I, and I love that. And speaking of kids and little things like that, that's another strategy for, for triggering people. I don't know if you've ever been to an event before where you're meeting new people for the first time, and it's just, you know, you always get that surface level sort of conversation. Hey, what's your name? Where you're from? What do you do? those kinds of things. But the moment you find somebody who has had a shared experience that you've had, like maybe you're both parents or maybe you both went to the same college or you both recently went on a vacation to Hawaii or something, you just found that out, like you're immediately best friends, right? You hang on to that person, you found somebody who's like you and you can just already have conversations that you wouldn't be able to have with others. And, and this is why on my podcast, for example, and you know this, at the beginning of every episode that I have, you hear the voiceover guy, his name's John Melly. He reads a little fun fact about me, right? Like I was in the marching band or, you know, I was, I'm a Sagittarius or I was born 11 pounds, 12 ounces or whatever. It's amazing how many he's been through. <laughs> it's kind of hard now to find them because yeah. I didn't think I'd get this far in my podcast, <laughs> but we're almost 400 episodes in. So yeah, but going back to what I was saying, like I'll go to a conference, I'll meet somebody who I've never met before and they immediately go like, tell me about marching band because it was one of the funnest times of my life. Did you have fun with it too? Or if somebody's half Filipino, they go, Pat, dude, tell me about your parents. Like, did you grow up with this? Did you grow up with that? Did you, you know, did you eat a lot of lumpia or pancit? And it's just like, we're talking like we're friends and we just met and it's the coolest thing. That's awesome. Can you tell me maybe on the flip side, what are some key things that just kill, you know, the vibe, the experience, the super fandom that's blossoming in a hurry? Like some simple mistakes that too many people make that we should stop making right away. Yeah, I mean, if you're in a conversation and the spotlight, you're putting the spotlight on you before you put it on the other person, that's gonna kill any sort of chance you have to have that person begin to start to have interest in you. And the trick is really, and I think I once heard this from a guy named James Schramko, credit to him for for this. I don't know if he came up with this uh, phrase, but it was the, we need to stop trying to be so interesting and start being interested, 
right? So mm-hmm. we always try to go, oh, like, look at me, like how great I am. Look at all my credentials. Like, this is why, you know, we should hang out because look at me. No, it should be the other way around. You can get interested in somebody else. And in turn, they will be interested in you. And this is actually how somebody that you may have heard of before, his name is Tim Ferriss, the author of The 4-Hour Workweek. It was really interesting how quickly he came to be when his book came out in 2007. It just became a number one bestseller and everybody was kind of wondering why. So I invited him on my podcast and I found out that he was able to have all these people talk about his book on their blog by going to conferences. So number one, meeting in person. If you just stay online to try and build relationships, it's gonna be a lot harder. So number one, he went offline, shook hands with people, met people, and was so interested in what they were doing first that they couldn't help but ask, oh, so Tim, tell me about what you got going on. Oh, I have this book called The 4-Hour Workweek coming out and it's coming out here and you know, I'm just trying to get people to, to find interest in it. I think it's the new way of, of doing business moving forward. Oh my gosh, that sounds interesting. Like, tell me more, tell me more. Come on my show, come on my podcast, come on my blog. And that's how he was able to break through. And I think that that's a good lesson for all of us because when we center that focus on the person who we're speaking to or the person who we have a relationship with, then it actually comes back to us in a very authentic and organic way. I dig that. Well, Pat, tell me anything else you want to make sure to mention about super fan dumb before we shift gears and hear about a few of your favorite things. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about super fan dumb by being super fan smart. And you can be super. That was dumb. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> the dad jokes sometimes work and they sometimes don't. But I think another thing that relates to kind of just what just happened here is just you kind of got to be yourself. If you try to pretend to be like somebody else, then people, yes, maybe they'll follow you or be interested, but they're not going to be interested in you. They're going to be interested in the thing that you portray. In the online business space, you may have seen these people tout these mansions and these Lamborghinis or Ferraris, and it's they get a big following. But why? Because people are interested in the cars and, and the money and the, and the mansions, but not them. The more you can be yourself, the more likely it is you're going to attract the right kinds of people and the more likely a person's going to understand you. And uh, my good friend Chris Ducker says, your vibe attracts your tribe. There's no shame in who you are. Like, I know I'm weird and that's okay. My son came home one day from school and he was crying a little bit because his friend called him weird. And I was like, dude, you are weird. And he was like, what are you talking about, dad? I don't want to be weird. I'm like, yes, you do. Because that's what makes you unique and different. If you weren't weird, you'd just be average and you'd be lost in the crowd. You'd be just like everybody else. Do you want to just be like everybody else? And then I was like, your sister's weird, your mom's weird, don't tell her I said that. But we're all weird and that's what makes us cool. Another thing, and I take a lot of inspiration from Lego. You know, Lego does an amazing job of mobilizing their fans. They actually were $150 million in debt. No, actually it was $800 million in debt in 2013. They were just building too many products. They weren't really paying attention to who was buying what. They were just creating and creating and they were losing money. $800 million in debt. And then the CEO came on board who said, no, we got to shift our focus to fans and give them what they want, get them involved. And now they're worth $150 billion worth more than Mattel and Hasbro alone. And they do a lot of amazing intentional things to mobilize their fans. And these are things that we could do in our lives too. One thing they do is they encourage Lego fans to meet with each other. So Pete, do you know what an AFOL is? A-F-O-L? Adult fan of Legos. I learned this once. Yes, you're absolutely right. And what they what Lego does is they encourage adult fans of Legos, who's a very specific niche group of Lego fans to meet with each other. And they do. If you go to Google and you type a full meetup, you're going to see hundreds, if not thousands of different locations around the world where now adult fans of Lego can come and meet together and they do tournaments. They do build contests. They just get together and talk about the history of Lego and they just kind of geek out about it. And it's amazing. These little meetups 
even for little niche groups in your community, in your workspace, can work really, really well. I mean, I know back in the architecture days that I was in, there were a number of us who really bonded together very well because we loved being on the softball team together, right? And it's just kind of a cliche thing to have like a softball team for your business, but it works so well to bring those people together and high-fiving each other and rallying and being a part of the team that only enhances the business. And if the business owner, the founder were to encourage that and even get some really nice jerseys and, and, and congratulate the team every once in a while. I mean, what does that do for morale in the space and to get people excited about not just the softball game, but coming back to work to see their teammates, which I can imagine being really cool. Another thing Lego does very well is they allow their fans to actually help make decisions. And so this means giving a little bit of room for involvement in and around the people who are in the workspace with you. What Lego does, I don't know if you knew this, but there's a website called Lego Ideas where any of us you or me could build a Lego creation. We could submit it to Lego on Lego Ideas. And if the community, not Lego, but if the community of Lego builders votes it up, then Lego will actually manufacture that product and you'll get a royalty and they'll put your name on it. And how amazing is that to have like other Lego creators actually help influence the business and where it's going. And even a little bit of, of involvement goes a long way. Because I, as I like to say, when people are involved, now they're invested. And when you can get people involved, they're gonna be invested in you. We're just scratching the surface here with super fans, but I hope this is encouraging all of you to maybe even the next time you go into work to see what little extra you can do to make a person feel like they belong to something, make them feel like they're involved in something, make them feel like they're a part of something, give them something to root for, and they'll go to bat for you, like I keep saying. That was awesome. Thank you, Pat. And now could you share with us a favorite quote, something you find inspiring? Yeah, absolutely. Whether you think you can or can't, you're right. Love it. This is Henry Ford, and it basically comes down to what you believe in and what you believe in turning into your reality. If you are trying to attempt to do something and you really don't believe you can do it, well, you're probably not gonna be able to do it. It's only when you believe you can that you'll actually muster up the courage to, to get it done. And it's all about mindset. So whatever goals you might have in your life, inside of work, outside of work, if you don't believe it's, it's possible, then you've already lost. You gotta believe it. And sometimes it's hard to ask every individual to believe these things, which is why it's also important to connect with others who are gonna support you connect with other people who are gonna root for you, which is why building super fans is a great thing too. And if folks wanna learn more or get in touch, where would you point them? Yeah, I'd point them to my main website at smartpassiveincome.com. I'm also pretty active on Instagram and also on YouTube. If uh, You could find me at Pat Flynn, P-A-T-F-L-Y-N-N. -N. And I don't know if you'll have like an affiliate link or something for super fans, but I'd recommend people go through that to get super fans if that's something you're interested in. Oh, thank you. I really loved Pat's simple wisdom here. I mean, it's it's easy to note and it's easy to forget to do. It reminds me a little bit of those classics like How to Win Friends and Influence People from Dale Carnegie. But when you, those little things like using some of their same language and unique word choices, give them a small, quick win, asking about the kids, surprising them, uh, putting the spotlight on them, asking those follow-up questions, being less about you and more about them. I mean, that stuff is... It makes all the difference, but it's easy to forget. And, and I hope that this served as a rich reminder for you. And, and I'll tell you, Pat is the real deal in terms of practicing what he preaches. He's so generous and kind. And I've just really had a great time every time I've had the opportunity to interact with him personally. And I've learned a ton from him, including he had a podcast, like we mentioned at the beginning here. So again, the show notes, the transcript, the links to items we've referenced are at awesomeatyourjob.com slash F474. If you haven't already, I hope you'll push subscribe. You'll catch our next guest. It's Perry Marshall. He is talking about the 80-20 rule, one of my favorite things, and he has thought about it more than 
almost anybody on the planet. So really useful stuff in terms of radical prioritization. So I hope to catch you there. And before I say bye, I just can't resist. I got to share my favorite Pat Flynn story. Pat is kind of a celebrity in, in circles like a, a podcast movement when I go to that event or, or other places when it comes to like, you know, digital marketing, online stuff. So he's a big deal in those realms. So, so this story gets a good laugh because he's also really, really kind like legitimately everyone wonders is is this for real is is pat really that like nice of a guy or is that just sort of his brand or his front and, and no he like really is that kind and generous in terms of like leaving money on the table all the time because he just thinks that's the right thing to do or it is more generous and a good way to serve people so so here's a, here's my fun pat story Several years ago, I attended one of his events. It was called One Day Business Blueprint. I think it was in 2014. And it was interesting because everyone comes there with their sort of online business ideas. And and so I had a thing going on. It was studentleadership.com. And it was not the best idea. And I got some useful feedback that helped me sort of shift away from that to something better faster. But what nobody knew at this event is that the idea is everyone sort of steps into the hot seat for a little bit and everyone just sort of grills you and roasts you with like questions and critiques and tells you all the things you're doing wrong. So it could be kind of intense just like just to get a wave of criticism all at once, but it's very helpful in terms of, of learning, growing, developing. Well, the thing is that just two days prior to this intense criticism receiving event, I got dumped by my girlfriend of, of about almost two years. And so, you know, I was very surprised by this, totally caught off guard, thought we were going to on a pathway to get married. So it was a huge bummer. And so <laughs> that's the context. And then, and then I go to this event where everyone just like rips into my ideas. And there was one moment where Pat, I guess, was was paying very much good attention to me, observing me and said, Hey, you, you doing okay, Pete? I was like, oh, yes, yes, I'm fine. Please keep it coming. You know, because I didn't want to miss any of the good feedback, even though I wasn't emotionally on the, in the best spot to receive it. So I just think that's hilarious. Pat Flynn, the nicest guy ever, facilitating an event in which a dude who just got dumped uh, was getting ripped on <laughs> by all the people there. That just makes me chuckle because he's just so swell. And if he knew that, he'd probably be like, hey, everyone, just be nicer. <laughs> to Pete. That's not what I was looking for. I wanted the hard feedback, which helped me move to a better idea, uh, which was helpful. So anyway, that's my favorite Pat Flynn story. And I hope to catch you next time for the Perry Marshall episode. Until next time, peace. Thanks for listening. To get the most out of the show, we recommend two key things. First, check out the extra resources at awesomeatyourjob.com. You can find this episode's transcript and links, as well as the perfect episode for your situation. You can search the full text transcripts of hundreds of episodes or explore episodes tagged by topic and competency covered. Second, subscribe to the podcast and get future episodes automatically. You can subscribe by telling Siri and several other smartphones and speakers, subscribe to the How to Be Awesome at Your Job podcast or by tapping subscribe in your podcast player of choice. If you'd like some extra help figuring out podcasts and how subscriptions work, visit awesomeatyourjob.com slash subscribe for guidance. Hope to catch you on the next episode of How to Be Awesome at Your Job.